listening to Pet Candy. So trigger warning for anyone listening. Uh, this episode, we will be talking about postpartum uh, psychosis, depression, uh, as well as mental illnesses as a whole, uh, as well as infanticide and child death. So if you are not in the right headspace to listen to that, come back and listen another time. Or if you're never ready, that's fine too. If you or somebody you know is experiencing uh, postpartum depression or psychosis, there is a 24-hour helpline that you can call. 1-800-944-4773. We are glad you are here. We want you to know you are not alone and you are not to blame. Help is available. You will get better. This show is brought to you by Brave Paws Anxiety and Stress Support Chewables for Dogs, Thunderstorms, Vet Visits, Fireworks, Separation Anxiety, and more. Every day can be a Brave Paws day. Check out mybravepaws.com. Welcome to our new show, Obsessed, a show where we talk about whatever it is we're currently obsessed with. I'm Caitlin Palmer. I'm Clay. And we're Obsessed. Obsessed. Welcome back, everybody. Did you miss us? Because we missed you. Are we not going to talk about your Mario impersonation? Oh, yeah. So every time we record, I always, we do a sound check and I always say, and here we go. And that's just a part of who I am now as a person. It's probably a better job than Chris Pratt's going to do as Mario, so... Mar- Wait, Chris Pratt's going to be Mario? You don't know about this? No. Yeah, they're doing a live action and Chris Pratt's going to be Mario. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. And he said he's not going to do the... He's not going to do the voice. Oh. So, I don't know how that's going to turn out, but... Right, right. Well, we are a day late recording, and we do apologize for that. Clay got a little overheated here in the uh, deep south sun in the metal building at the crematory. So it's understandable, but this is a good chance to put out a PSA about taking care of your pets during this heat to please keep them inside. Please, if it's too hot outside for you, it's way too hot outside for them. If they have to be outside, please make sure they have shade and water and better yet, just keep them inside if you can. Yeah, I mean, this is probably more of a problem for the Gulf Coast area right? where it's particularly bad. But, yeah, there's some record temperatures out. It's bad. It, it's not like it should be taken completely serious. I've been getting, just from my route, a 40% increase. And for in, anyone who doesn't know, Clay works at a pet crematory. Yeah, uh, a 40% increase just from my route. So right, it's enough to warrant some concern. So, And here at the clinic, we're seeing heat stroke left and right. We've had a couple that were dead on arrival. So it's it's really a problem. So please make sure your pets are taken care of. Yeah. Because as much as we love you, we don't want you to have to come see us. Yeah. <laughs> Especially not Clay. <laughs> so I know we usually do a breaking news story and this is Clay's episode. So I'm going to keep it kind of brief, but not boxers brief. <laughs> I've drank a lot of caffeine today. So I came across this story on TikTok and it's an old story, but it's so precious. And I just found out about it. So now you have to know about it too. So Hollywood Cemetery is an iconic cemetery. It's beautiful, very lavish. Well, a long time ago, a little two-year-old little girl named Bernadine Reese passed away from scarlet fever. She made friends with a dog that a neighbor had. So after she passed away, her parents built a statue or had a statue built of the dog 
so the dog guards her little grave. And some people claim that at night in the cemetery, you can see the little girl and the dog playing. And that's so <laughs> sweet. And sad. And sad. But for real, though, everybody, can we just talk about how great Brave Paws is? We got a free sample. We did. We're going to be completely transparent with you. We did. We got some free stuff, and it works. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Like, I'm not going to lie. You get this stuff, and it's doesn't really seem like a typical pet treat, right? Right. But we gave it to our pets, and they gobbled them right up. They do. <laughs> they do. And it's nice because it's like you give so many pills per pound. So you don't have to buy like three different sizes. You know, our little guy gets a half of one. Our big one gets three. Right. And he loves it. He takes them like a treat. Now being plant-based, you're kind of like, ooh, are they going to like it? Right. That's what I'm saying. It's it's like, it's dry and sort of leafy. And it, like I said, it just doesn't, normally when you get a pet treat, it's kind of like moist and squishy. Mm -hmm. But you know, they don't usually eat those, I found. Well, that's because ours are extremely picky, which is why it was so surprising they ate these. Exactly. All... and we we got we got more than one dog. We're gonna be for real with y'all. But uh they eat it and they eat it well. Yeah, and it worked. It does. We live in the deep south, aka Satan's armpit, and it storms and rains at least once a week. Like at least once a week we're under some kind of watch. Like a hurricane watch, that's a Tuesday. And our dogs are weenies, so when it starts like with the lightning and the rain and everything, mm-hmm. they freak out. So they do. They do. We, we really put these to the test. Right. And I did not think that they would work like they did. Exactly. As well as they do. And this is a non-prescription. You don't have to go to the vet and get it. It's not going to knock them out. It's not a sedative. It's just a calming support. And it does. We had lightning hit very close to our house. Within a mile. It rattled yeah. our windows. It was scary. I was even scared. I love bad weather. And we gave everybody their happy pills and (laughs) they put their brave paws on and everybody laid down and went to sleep and it was fun. Yeah. So like we don't have to do this part of the commercial, right? Like we've done the ad read and we've goofed around, but like this is, we wouldn't lie to you. We would at least not not record this part if, if it didn't work and we didn't actually Exactly. And we're both in the animal industry and we have been for years and years. So we would not tell you about a product if we did not believe in it ourselves. Yeah, it absolutely worked for us. So maybe it'll work for you. Go check it out. Mybravepaws.com. Go put your brave paws on. Brave paws. Give your pet the courage they need to weather the storm. Oh, real quick. (sighs) Uh, another sort of announcement. Um, our Jersey Devil episode was bugged and was oh, replaying yeah. the Chupacabra episode. Uh, that appears to finally be fixed. Yes, so. that's fixed. So definitely, if you haven't listened to the Jersey Devil, go listen to that because, like, Ben Franklin. Fabulous. Right, it's like one of Caitlin's favorite cryptids. It is. I didn't know I love Jersey Devil so much. Fun fact, I ordered a sticker that's like a tarot card, but it's the Jersey <laughs> Devil. And I also ordered some Mothman earrings. Some Mothman earrings. Mothman earrings. And my justification is it's a small business. So yeah, we should support them. <laughs> <laughs> so, Clay, I'm very excited. What are you going to tell me about today? Uh, if you've downloaded the podcast, you will have to undownload Oh, them. yeah, listeners. Yeah. If, if you've already downloaded the Jersey Devil episode and it's playing the Chupacabra episode, you do have to remove the download. But then you should definitely go right back and re-download it. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes. Uh, I just didn't want anybody to be like, well, this still ain't working. Is yeah. yeah, I didn't know that either. So Yeah, you, you got to give it a chance to sort of refresh. Right. So now, last week you gave me a hint as terrible as it was. Oh, shush. 
uh, where I had 0% chance of guessing it. Uh, but I've actually given you a hint today. He did. Uh, the hint was monster truck. Okay, and I don't really know anything about monster trucks, but I looked them up, and there is a monster truck called Bigfoot, and there's also a monster truck called Barefoot. Oh, yes, and... Bigfoot's nudist brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, we know him. <laughs> he came to Christmas one year. It was really awkward. And then there's also the Tyrannosaurus Rex, like W-R-E-X, which would probably be my nice. favorite. That's a sweet friggin' name yeah. for a monster truck. Yeah, so, like, there's a lot but Wait, of... why would a Tyrannosaurus... A T-Rex is not a cryptid. <laughs> eh, no, but we still love them. Yeah. I mean, I like dinosaurs, but I don't know that <laughs> I love we dinosaurs. necessarily... Unless it's a modern-day dinosaur. Ooh. Then maybe we talk about that. Like chicken. Well, I was going to say, like, Loch Ness Monster or yeah, something. Yeah, please, um, please, But anyway, your guess. What would... I'm going to have to go with Bigfoot because it's so right on the nose. Bigfoot. Well, now the first monster truck was named Bigfoot. Right. And to this day is still the most popular monster truck. That's what Google says. Right. It's not Bigfoot. Hmm. Uh, it's Barefoot, isn't it? So here, here's how the hint works. I'm going to break it down for you so you understand where you went wrong. Wow. First monster truck is Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. Bigfoot is a cryptid, okay. much like today's subject. You see how terrible that is to get such a shitty hint? Wow. <laughs> now you know the feeling. Now you get no hints, Clay. <laughs> Good. I'm better off. <laughs> I'm mad. Today, we're going to be talking about something someone actually suggested to us. Uh, Ooh. This was suggested by Teresa, and it is the black-eyed children. <gasps> we love Teresa, and we love a black-eyed child. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually really didn't know much about this. Mm -hmm. um, Jesus Christ, Caitlin. You want to turn the volume down that this time? That was my pocket TikTok. Yeah, yeah, but you want to like turn the volume I'm down? I'm turning it down. So the black-eyed children. Uh, I didn't really know much about these guys. The black-eyed children, or sometimes the black-eyed kids, are an American cryptid. Oh, that's unusual. Basically, they resemble children between the ages, very young, to sort of like late teens. So, like 5 to 15, 6 to 16, somewhere around that right, range. Right, right. Uh, typically with pale skin and solid black eyes, as if the pupil sort of overtook the entire eye color. So, why do they call them black-eyed children? Because their entire eyes are black and they're children. Stupid. Oh, okay, I see. Now, it was sarcasm. It was sarcasm. Ah, yes. I'm so good at sarcasm, but... <laughs> You're so good, I couldn't tell it from yeah. truth. Anyway, typically they're uh, hitchhikers or beggars or somebody to that. Uh, essentially, they will approach you, typically in your car, but there have been stories of them approaching a home and request to be let in. Oh, don't like that. <laughs> so they're vampires. Well, now that's uh, something we'll talk about is uh, sort of what makes these different than sort of vampires. And it's basically that these stories will take place at kind of any time during the day. Typically, they end up being night, but there have been stories of it just being broad daylight, even in like a busy uh, gas station parking lot. So they always have black eyes, even in like daylight in public. Um. So now normally when they first approach you, they're not okay. uh, black eyes. Okay. So it, it's kind of like a revealing their true form type right, thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because they typically get very upset whenever you decline hmm. letting them in. Uh, of course, there's no stories of anyone who's let one in, I guess, because no one lives to tell the tale. Oh, uh, <laughs> so there are some stories that go back pretty far, but kind of where this starts is in the 1980s. 
The more popular ones end up being 1996 postings written by a reporter, Brian Bethel, uh, who claims to have had one of these experiences and know a person who's had another experience. Bethel is from Abilene, Texas, and that's where kind of this cryptid is sort of centered around. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the other, the second person that he talked about having these experiences was in Portland, Oregon. Uh, so they're kind of scattered all around. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like most of them are located in the United States, but there's tales of one's other places. They follow a sort of trend. A lot of people compare it to a creepypasta. Yes. Uh, so this is kind of like, you know, considered to be one of the oldest, if not older, creepypastas. You know, which is basically just a sort of revised and passed down urban legend. Right. Back in 2012, uh, Bethel told his story to a, a, really, a reality TV series called Monsters and Mysteries in America. Later, in 2012, a horror film, Black Eyed Kids, was produced. Uh, so this is kind of it was kind of a big, big jump there, 1996 to 2012. Actually, the whole movie was funded by a Kickstarter, so that's kind of cool. That is cool. Its director it basically quoted, uh, it's an urban legend that's been floating around on the internet for years now that I always thought was fascinating. A science writer, Sharon A. Hill, uh, kind of did a deep dive into this, and she wasn't able to actually find any documentation of black-eyed child encounters. Okay. Basically coming to the conclusion that the tales are passed on as a sort of friend-of-a-friend ghost story. Right. So, you know, like we, we know, a creepypasta. It's generally believed that it is just kind of that, a ghost story that gets told, an urban legend, sure. kind of like a Bloody Mary or a yeah, Candy Yeah, every, every state has one. Right. Know? I'm sorry, there was another movie that was released in 2018, Black Eyed Children, and then the subtext being Let Me In. What's that movie, Don't Let the Wrong One In? Or let That the one's right about one a vampire. In? Okay, I was going to say, I thought that was, that sounded, that gave me vampire vibes. Yeah, it, that one was about a vampire. So what do they want? Like, where do they want to go? No one really knows. There's a lot of talk about what they could be. Uh, we've mentioned vampires, but that's usually kind of thrown out because like, well, we have all these stories about them being in daylight and that kind of thing. Uh, they're also typically in pairs. So two small children, which may sound familiar mm-hmm. because it kind of sounds like, you know, like the twins from The Shining and things like that. Come play with us, Clay. <laughs> yeah, <Forever laughs> exactly that creepy thing. One story of a black-eyed girl uh, in England. Really? Uh, yeah, who was terrorizing an area of Canock Chase in Staffordshire, England. Ooh, lovely. That was a weird set of words to say. It felt oh, it kind of It sounded so good, though. In this story, a paranormal investigator named Lee Brickley was examining these claims and claimed that a woman had suddenly heard a terrifying scream, uh, which she believed to be a child in danger. Now, we know that some things sort of mimic human, you know, like bobcats will sound like someone is either a crying child or someone is stabbing a woman in the woods. Right. And if you've never heard it, it is very convincing. It really sounds like that. It is very convincing. And you also do not want to surprise a bobcat. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather not. Thanks. (laughs) Because they will absolutely destroy you. Basically, she she ran in search of the child and... Uh, after not seeing anyone, noticed that a girl dressed in white stood behind her. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a, a case in which there is only one child. Okay. Which is kind of Fairly rare in these. Yeah, for a, it, it, right. Like I said, typically a set of children. She stated that the young girl had her hands over her eyes 
as if she was, she, this is a quote from her, as if waiting for a birthday cake. That's kind of a weird Aww. sort of. The woman also had her young daughter with her, and uh, I'm guessing, at least how this is worded, that the daughter asked the strange girl if she was okay, which prompted her to take her hands off of her eyes, and the eyes that she saw were, quote, that's when I saw they were completely black, no iris, no white, nothing. I jumped back and grabbed my daughter. When I looked again, the child was gone. It was so strange. Or I'm sorry, no, this was back in 2014. So this is say, two years after the movie first came out, mm-hmm. but uh, quite some time after that. Brickley also told the media that his own aunt had witnessed uh, seemingly the same girl 30 years uh, prior in 1982. We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. Hi, this is Shay, and I want to tell you about my new show on Pet Candy, Cooking with Shay. I make vegan eating easy and fun. Check it out on Pet Candy TV. That's scary. And you know, a lot of different spirits and cryptids and stuff, they they appear like someone who's vulnerable, someone who needs help. And the idea is to lure you to them. Right. Because most of the time our instincts is, oh, a child is needs help. Like, of course I'll help you. And then it's like, oh, you want to eat my soul. Okay. You want to eat my soul. Yeah, I'd rather if you didn't. Like, can, would you settle for a Happy Meal? <laughs> Maybe that's all they want. Maybe they just want to ride to McDonald's. There's a lot of stories about, like, ghosts being caught on camera with uh, solid black eyes and that kind of that's a common right a, a common theme too um there is one story back in 1950 in Virginia concerning a 16-year-old boy whose name is Harold ooh in the story which was researched and investigated by a David Weatherly the teenager was walking home one afternoon when he came across another boy leaning against a fence Harold attempted to speak to him but received no response is about to walk off when the strange boy suddenly stated to Harold, I want to go to your house. You're going to walk me up to your house. Uh-uh. Rude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mom said no. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Rude-ass ghost. That's when Harold noticed the blackness of the boy's eyes, saying that there was no white, just solid black. Then something even stranger happened. Uh, Harold had begun to, you know, contemplate turning and running because seeing that as I would. Right, yeah. When the boy blurted out, now, you don't run away from me. You're going to walk me up to your house. Mm. So Harold did turn and run away. Yeah. As I would have. And he heard a scream behind him that sounded very similar to that of a bobcat. So kind of interesting that we talk about bobcats. You okay? Mm-hmm. You sure? Yeah. No, I was just, I was looking up because there was this story that I had read about black-eyed children. And I was wanting to see if I could find it again. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Here is the last story I'll tell about uh, Blackout Children before we talk more about sort of them in general. Uh, and it's one that actually takes place in Louisiana. Ooh. Yeah, pretty close to us. Yeah, that's so, our backyard. <laughs> this story was actually broadcast on Darkness Radio in September 2015, said to take place in a gas station in northeast Louisiana. Uh, I don't know what Darkness Radio is, but it sounds pretty cool. I would listen to Darkness Radio. <laughs> yeah, I would I would program that on. That'd be one of my, my deals. The encounter took place in November, 
The gas station was a lonely building just off the highway and uh, the only service station for miles around. This took place at about 3 a.m. Oh, so, yeah. That is the witching hour. 3 a.m., <laughs> 3 p.m. is fine. 3 a.m., no, ma'am. I won't even get up to go to the bathroom at 3 a.m. No. I actually usually set my alarm for 3 a.m. to go swap the clothes over into the dryer. So. Weirdo. Yeah, that's the time when I do. I wake up on purpose. Mm. Uh, anyway, 3 a.m., the attendant was going about his uh, typical duties, and the power suddenly goes out. Now, he used his phone as a makeshift torch, as we are all prone to do. All right. Uh, and went back to the backup gas generator to switch it on. The backup lighting came on, but only the parking lot and the hall to the register. Uh, the rest of the darkness was, or I'm sorry, the rest of the gas station was still, you know, in darkness. Uh, so the, the area was actually experiencing bad weather, some heavy winds. So he wasn't, you know, really thrown off by that, figuring that, you know, perhaps a transformer got blown or some power lines were down. So he watched in, um, like, really trying to look through the dark uh, for a few moments because he saw some movement and noticed that there were three kids riding bikes. Was it the kids from Stranger Things? No. <laughs> we Damn can't it. just bring them in. We could. Just they because we've been everywhere. watching Stranger Things. I love Stranger Things. Pretty much as soon as he saw them, two of them leaped from their bikes and, you know, approached him at the gas station. They stopped at the doorway and stood staring at him. Uh, now a little unsettled, he made his way to the door and opened it, asking the two children if they were okay. You know, bringing up common points like, hey, it's kind of late. What are you doing roaming yeah. this close to the road? Don't you have school tomorrow? Yeah. Children. Um, a young girl, uh, one of those who approached the door, asked him if she could use his phone. He To play games. Right. He handed her his cell phone, right? Her eyes met his during this exchange, and the eyes he saw were solid black orbs. Hmm. Kind of aggressively said, no, I need the real one. Motioning to the, you know, the, the wall phone, uh, a landline. Because <gasps> she wanted to come inside. Uh, yeah, well... At this point, the attendant actually got a little creeped out by this, and he pushed the door shut and locked it, shouting as as he did that the girl should go home. Uh, the children stayed and stared at the attendant through the window for a little while longer before eventually turning around and getting on their bikes and disappearing off into the darkness. So what are the possibilities that these are just weird kids that weird are trying kids? to... Well, they're trying to scare people. And that's a possibility because you can you can buy contacts that make your eyes appear solid black. But I think the problem there would be is that they would have to be really quick to get them contacts in. That's true. Because all of this seems to happen sort of sort of as soon as you take your glance off of them and look back at them. Mm-hmm. But that that is a thing that some people think. It's just kids playing pranks. And they could. I mean, kids are smarter than you kind of give them credit for. As it's listed as a sort of TV trope, the black eyes of evil. Mm-hmm. You know, why Why the solid black eyes? Basically, it's a sort of easy way of conveying that a character is evil. Right. Well, Supernatural did that. Anytime somebody would uh, go demon mode, their eyes would turn right. solid uh, black. A lot of, a lot of film right. uh, and, that's and media not, that's uses not specific it. And actually, it's probably because of the stories of the black-eyed kids. That makes sense. Little um, evil spawn. So despite not really... Hearing about them very much before, they obviously have had an effect on the horror genre. Because like you said, in in Supernatural, of course, the movies about the Black Eyed Kids, uh, other movies like, say, The Omen, Mm -hmm. anything that features a sort of evil child sort of uses this. So every child. 
<laughs> yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Free child. Not all children are evil. <laughs> Some of them are, but not all of them. Basically, it's supposed to sort of represent the sort of like pureness of evil inside of a creature, right? Well, and it's almost an abomination because you take the most precious, innocent thing, a child, twist it to be this evil monster, spirit, whatever, that wants to hurt you. Right. and That makes it extra. It's like children ghosts. It's well, like, no. There's a very basic sort of fear that's wired into us. Mm-hmm. This sort of idea that something so innocent could be perverted so thoroughly, right. you know, to be evil. And then, then there's also the fact that when you're watching something scary, uh, let's say, you know, a classic, you're watching Jason Voorhees, you know, cut up some teenagers. Oh, we love that. Well, if it's if it's a character, you know, that you you don't enjoy watching kill a bunch of teenagers, it's easy for you to hate that part, right? You know, it, you don't have any reservations about not liking this character. Right. You know, rooting for the, the teenagers to, like, bring them down. It's like, yeah, get them. Yeah. Uh, but it's harder to do that with a child. Sure. Because you want to make excuses for the child. You don't mm-hmm. want it to be their fault. Yeah. Um. It's It's that childlike innocence and the corrupting of that is such a deep sort of rooted fear for us. Right. Uh, especially with, th- there's a lot of stuff with child possession, whether it's like demon or ghost or what what have you. There's a lot of media that focuses around child possession. And the reason that is, is that same sort of core rooted fear in us, but more so as a parent that you've somehow failed a child to prepare them for, uh, you know, for the corruption of the world. And it, it's gotten to them. So it's it's all very psychological, you know, why this why you can take such a simple thing and kind of plaster it on anything and it just works. Yeah. I'm so glad we don't have children. <laughs> I mean me too. Not necessarily <laughs> because they would be possessed by ghosts or demons. They might. Yeah, they could be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean if the movies are to be believed. Well, I mean of course they are. You know how that is. Social media, movies, all of that is 100% true all of the time. <laughs> so, let's talk about Something similar. There's, I've described to you what a, a black-eyed child looked like, and it's it's pretty simple. Yes. Uh, I can see why people might would get those confused with ghosts. They kind of appear and disappear right. quickly. You know, the, the pale skin and the sort of weirdness of it. Uh, but a lot of people argue that they're not ghosts uh, because ghosts are typically tied to locations, and these children just seem to a- approach people from nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these, these stories just kind of dot around everywhere. Uh, there's even some weird instances where they talk about they had uh, taloned feet. Ooh, like Momo. Right, but there's like only one story that I could find about that. So it's not popular enough and it's probably Unpopular a one-off Unpopular opinion, I thought Momo was cute. <laughs> yes, of course. But something they do have a little bit in common with is uh, something I actually hoped to do a whole episode on, but... Uh, well, we can do like a little appetizer of it and you can always come back and do a full right. episode. From a European, specifically Irish, Ooh, uh, folklore. That's us. The changeling. <gasps> yes. <laughs> okay, so listeners, I'm sorry. I've been very rude, and I've been on my phone looking up this story that I can't find, so I just gave up, and I was rude for no reason. But changelings and children, ghosts in general, they're just, they're so sad. And Mom and I have always wondered, why would a child be a ghost? And I was like, Mom, I don't know that they're humans. <laughs> like, you know, they may not really be human. So a changeling is believed to be a fairy. 
Uh, that is usually left in place of a human infant yep. that is stolen and mm-hmm. taken to the fairies. Mm-hmm. Changelings, as the name implies, can shapeshift because everything can. Right. <laughs> um, Who can't shapeshift? We'll be right back with more pet candy. Hi, I want to tell you about my new show, Simply Pets with Shannon Gregoire. We talk about pets, life, love, and everything in between with the coolest people on the planet. Don't miss out on the fun. Check it out on a podcast platform of your choice. They're regarded as unidentifiable or uh, indisputable from a human child. Uh, there will be weird things that eventually you will start to notice as the sort of the the charm or the uh, illusion fades. Right. But at the moment of the switch, often mothers in these stories will report something not feeling right, but not being able to explain it. Right. Not having that connection they had to a child before. And they slowly begin to regard the child as a monster. And for good reasons, because sometimes changelings will have a full beard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or long needle-like teeth. Oh. Or pitch black eyes. Hmm. Mm. Uh, they may also display intelligence far beyond their years. That's creepy. Uh, because the the changeling is not an actual child. Right. It is just pretending to be. Uh, so of course, this is like a grown-ass fairy masquerading right, yeah. as a child. This yeah. isn't a baby fairy. Shitting in his pants. Right. Uh, and goo goo and gaga and all that. Aw. <laughs> uh, but as you know... And he's also an anglerfish. I'm sorry, go ahead. Fairies can be pretty uh, malicious in fairies, their mischievous. Fairies their are, mis- are d- So, typically when uh, you you know, you know think you're alone, it, they might jump out or dance or play an instrument in some stories. That's right. <laughs> Children jumping and wanting to play instruments. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're talking about infants at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not okay. Yeah, like in a crib infant. Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> He's just wailing on his guitar. Uh, so <laughs> this is a this is a quote uh, from who I'm not sure exactly, but I just like it. Uh, a human child might be taken due to factors to act as a servant, the love of a human child, or malice, <laughs> <laughs> just to be a dick. You know what? She cut in front of me at the grocery store. Uh, I'm gonna go hit up my girl Fairy Ann and uh, get her to changeling her kid. <laughs> In some cases, though, the very elderly of the fairy people will be exchanged in place of a human baby, so the old fairy can live in comfort, comfort being coddled by its human parents. Oh, Yeah, it's like a fairy retirement home. That's kind of cute. Kind of, except, you know, in these stories, sometimes the child will be eaten. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Like so, the real human child? Yeah, the real human child that was taken will be devoured by the fairies. Yeah, we're talking like... Old mythos fairies, not the cute little... We're right. not talking about Tinkerbell. No. We're talking about, don't be afraid of the dark where they eat the teeth. Oh, yes. You know, children's teeth are the most delicious because they're called milk teeth. They're still sweet. <laughs> I read the book. It was scarier than the movie. I mean, the movie was pretty scary. Oh, yeah. The movie was great. Folklorist D.L. Ashleman. I, <laughs> I can't be saying that right. Uh, he proposes in his essay, entitled Changelings... That these tales illustrate an aspect of family survival in pre-industrial Europe. Basically, a peasant family, a new child, can be an extreme drain on their resources. 
So you've definitely heard stories about this. In fact, Hansel and Gretel can be taken as this. Um, if you ever played The Witcher 3, there's a story in there, the, the Trail of Treats, where parents will essentially take a child out to the, the edge of the woods and leave them because they just can't keep the rest of their family alive. That's so sad. It's pretty sad, yeah, but being poor does some things to you. So that's, and that's why we don't have children. hey <laughs> uh, So that's actually where we talk about the next part. One explanation for uh, these stories and where they come from ties back to postpartum psychosis. Ooh, yeah, trigger warning for anybody who's been through that. Yeah. That's what the yellow wallpaper is about. Hmm. I love the yellow wallpaper. Postpartum psychosis uh, is not really a sort of singular mental illness. It can be a sort of amalgamation of different things. Right. This isn't postpartum depression. This is postpartum psychosis. Psychosis, yeah, which is basically viewed as a much more extreme right, version. Right, Psychosis implies the presence of manic symptoms, stupor or catatonia, confusion, uh, delusions, hallucinations, and almost always some form of depression, mm. uh, ranging from pretty bad to very severe. Right. Probably have heard of postpartum uh, psychosis in some cases that have to do with uh, infanticide or, you know, the, the murder of children. Right. Uh, where the mother will, driven by the psychosis, kill her children for one reason or another. Right. Um, and, they, and they can be anything. It can range everywhere. You know, they, they talk about the delusions and hallucinations. It can be because God told me to, or in some cases, my child was a monster. Right. Which is where you get these stories of changelings and things. Yeah. There's a lot uh, of true crime stories about that where the mom, you know, she'll believe one of the children hurt the other and the other kids are like, no, he didn't. But she just believes it so fervently. One of the more notable stories is of Andrea Yates. Back in 1964 from Houston, Texas, uh, who confessed to drowning her five children in a bathtub back in 2001, who had for some time severe postpartum depression, psychosis, and schizophrenia. Four months after the birth of her fifth child, she relapsed with psychotic features, and several weeks later, she had drowned all five children. Uh, she was originally sentenced to life imprisonment but uh, a retrial was had and she was committed to a mental hospital thereafter these stories of postpartum psychosis obviously have a lot to do with changelings uh, you know well before in the long long ago mental illness wasn't very well understood and in fact it's really only been until recently that we've made any sort of progress yeah we're still working on it really yeah so when these things happened you know a, a mother talking about like this isn't my child mm -hmm. you know or this child is a monster or you know this child did this it was kind of chalked up to these stories of changelings and in a way perhaps they were a, a way of warning to what a mother could go through sure. with a child so so the black-eyed children People have said they're ghosts. People have said they are, uh, well, no one said they're changelings. I said they're changelings. <laughs> yeah, deal with that. Uh, people have said they're vampires, uh, which obviously doesn't hold up in so many cases. But uh, fairies are very particular, much like vampires in that sense. They have a very strange set of rules that they have to follow, and they can be a lot of different things. Right. It can be something general, like they don't like to touch a dirty metal, like mm -hmm. iron, or that they can't cross a line of salt 
or that if you spill a bag of rice on the ground, they have to stop and count each one. That sounds an awful lot like OCD. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but one of those things can be that they can't enter your home unless... Invited. Unless invited in. People also say, uh, there's actually uh, probably the most followed, maybe, maybe ghost kind of rivals this, but I'd say probably the most popular thing people think of with black-eyed children is aliens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can always be aliens, but in this case, I'll give aliens their due. Uh, they seem to hold the majority on It can a always be aliens. They can always it's be aliens. It's either a sandhill crane or it's aliens. <laughs> or an alien, or maybe a barred owl. It might um, be a barred owl, you're right. But um, that they're believed to be alien-human hybrids. Hmm, uh, hate that. I, I'm not sure why the they have to be let in. Uh, that seems like a more supernatural sort of effect. It, yeah, exactly. Uh, but but they are uh, commonly believed to be uh, human-alien hybrids. The idea being that the Earth will one day be uninhabitable by humans and that aliens are preparing us by sort of crossbreeding with us mm-hmm. to make a new generation of more prepared humans. Okay. Yeah, this is very ancient aliens i I'm sure they've talked about this exact thing before. In fact, there might be an episode on black-eyed children Probably on, on ancient aliens, yeah. But a lot of people believe that to be uh, the explanation for black-eyed children. In summary. <laughs> In some. In some. Black-eyed children are weird. <laughs> I just thought it was neat that uh, I had never heard about these dudes before. You had um, No, I've never heard about Black Eyed Children before. Oh, I love, uh, I, I love Morbid Podcast. Oh, uh, they talked about them. Are my, my best friends that I've never met. And they did a whole episode about, about Black Eyed Children. And there is, and I can't find it. That's what I was so rudely looking up on my phone this whole time. <laughs> there is a, and maybe it was a fairy of some kind, but or a ghost, but these little ghost children that you come across... And they want you to take them to their grave. So they jump on your back. But oh. the closer you get to their grave, the heavier they get. Interesting. So it's like they're trying not to let you get to their grave. It's, it's creepy, and I love it. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'll have to, if I find what they are, I will we'll add it in the next episode, because I cannot find it to save my life. <laughs> so... Yeah, I didn't know about the Black Eyed Children, but I think it's really cool that they've influenced uh, the horror genre so so thoroughly as to... And recently, too. And recently, too, yeah. Because uh, like we were saying, you know, 1996 isn't really that long ago uh, that this story really kind of got popular for this many movies to be made about the thing, yeah. you know. So very, very cool. Way cool. Way cool. Way cool. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> it has died with me. We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. I love my fur babies so much, and when they're stressed out, it makes me stressed out. Mine hate loud noises like thunderstorms and fireworks, and sometimes they just don't want to be left home alone. Brave Paws is a natural stress and anxiety chewable for dogs. It is clinically proven to help calm nervous dogs by maintaining normal cortisol levels. What's even better is that it's fast acting and starts working in less than an hour. Want to learn more? Check out mybravepaws.com. 
So everybody, we just did our, our last giveaway, and guess what? We we're, we're got we got a little little itch. We're gonna give away some brave paws. What you think of that? Certainly, you've heard of it. I'm it's sure. Pretty great. I'm pretty sure the commercials were played during our episodes. <laughs> have you Have you heard of this great thing called Brave Paws? It's so It's so amazing. Are we doing a commercial right now? No, no. We're, <laughs> this isn't a, a commercial. We're just a huge fan. But we are going to be doing some Brave Paws giveaways. So uh, details to come on that. Did and by giveaway, see? it's I'm not giving them away. I'm giving someone else's away. I have not purchased this medicine to give to you. <laughs> <laughs> We use ours. Yeah. <laughs> so. You can't have mine. It's going to be bad weather here the next couple of days. So. Yeah, it really is. So. And Kipper's a big boy and he has to eat a lot of them. He's a big old boy. He needs. He really needs actually like four or five. But we just give him three and that's plenty. And he's fine, yeah. He he's right he's not as bad as some of the others who yeah. shall not be named. Panzer. Yeah. <laughs> Well, everybody, we love you. We're so proud of you for whatever you've accomplished this week. Even if that's just hanging around, we're proud of you. You're wonderful. Clay, tell the listeners that you love them. I love you, and don't let the wrong one in. Oh, yeah, don't do that. All right, guys, see you next week where I talk about something awesome. Pet Candy, it's Pet Candy Radio.